As a personal trainer, what are your options? You can be an employee, you can be an independent contractor, you can be a gym owner. This one decision can be the difference between you having a successful career and utter failure. Okay, so to avoid utter failure, today we're gonna to do a little bit of me search so that we can better understand some of the variables that you need to take into consideration when making this big decision. And maybe most importantly, thinking about how you're wired when doing so. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Fitness Coach with the Jock and the Doc Podcast, where fitness meets behavioral science. Join your hosts, Scott Schutte, a seasoned personal trainer, gym owner, and 360 wellness coach, and Dr. Janine Steister, a PhD behaviorist and expert in all things behavior change, as they share their combined expertise to empower fitness professionals like you. With practical tips, cutting-edge topics, and industry-leading guests, you'll learn everything from motivation and goal setting to habit formation and overcoming obstacles. Whether you're a seasoned fitness pro or just starting off your coaching journey, Becoming the Ultimate Fitness Coach is your essential guide to mastering the art of coaching and changing lives. So what sparked this topic for us to dive into was we were looking at some different videos on YouTube and there was a guy that posted about like why you shouldn't work for the gym. And so we like to dive into this because there's nuances in all this. There's pros and cons to all these different approaches. So we're gonna break that down today. What are the pros and cons of being the employee, of being an independent contractor, and being the gym owner? So we're gonna dive into that today. So the other beautiful thing of this is we get Dr. J's perspective of figuring out your personality style and which one's gonna be best for you. And then also a little bit of like, just because you pick one now, doesn't mean that is this the right decision for you for the rest of your life, because that exactly. can change over exactly. time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think it's important too because there's stories that we tell ourselves about what we're good at or what we should do or stories uh, in the sense of like family and friend expectations of like, oh, you should do this, you'd be really good at this. But knowing yourself, reflecting on where you're at and who you are is really helpful when making these decisions. So before we jump into the pros and cons of each, I wanna make a, I wanna make a prediction. And Dr. J and I haven't gone over this, so I'm curious on her take on it. But it, it, it kind of goes down to, if we go back, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, getting the college degree was the thing. You know, like everybody was like, we got to get a college degree and doing the trades work wasn't as popular, but that has definitely shifted in the last, you know, five years or so where you're like, you're like, well, maybe the college degree isn't the right choice for everyone. And there's some good um, jobs you can get with that more technical degree and you don't have the debt. So for the right person, that could be the, an amazing thing. My prediction is that the same thing is going to be with entrepreneurship. Because it's so hot right now. It's like, well, you need to be an owner. You need to be an entrepreneur. You need to do all these things. But like, it's it's just might not be the right fit for everybody. And you can have a very successful, happy career as an employee. So we're going to dive into that today. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Because like, like you said in the past, and I think that this college degree was the thing, oh. was because there was this prediction or this trajectory that if you got that degree, your overall earnings might be higher. But it was also a time um, when there was less and less information available about different types of jobs. It was based on the region you lived in, who you knew, a little bit of the internet, but it wasn't like it is today. And the other part of it is there are so many more and different jobs now today than there were even yep. 10 years ago, that they weren't even invented. And so with that, the same thing has happened with the entrepreneur because of social media, because of 
the, the internet, you see these like, that's the way to create your own schedule, make a ton of money in a short term. You see these 23-year-olds that are millionaires and billionaires almost and things and people are like, oh, wow. And again, as as you kind of know in the back of your head, that's like 0. 0.00000 gazillion and then uh, 6%. So, um, and so just really having that balance. And so I think you're absolutely right. And I agree with that. Um, and, and I try not to say that too often with him, but um, that there's this parallel and I think it's a good thing to dive into because not everybody's made to be an entrepreneur. So kicking off with the employees, the, the pros and cons of that. And so a lot of this depends, of course, where you work at. Like at my facility, as, as a trainer there, you don't have to do anything but train people. We have front desk that takes care of all the responsibilities of uh, scheduling, of charging people. We have the owners who take care of all the, the sales. Everything is done except for being the trainer. So you can just focus on that part. I know with a lot of places, when I talk to other personal trainers that are employees at different places, the number one thing, benefit of the uh, employee is just the less responsibilities. You know. I know some places you do have to do some sales. I know some places you do have to do a little bit of scheduling like that. But overall, just the least, having less responsibilities. You're not worried about paying rent. You're not worried about payroll. You're not worried about the person that got injured on the floor. There's just a lot of things going on behind the scenes that as the owner, you have to really worry about. As an employee, you can just go home. You gotta take care of your 20, 30 people you're taking care of that you're training, and, and that's it. So that is one of the, the biggest perks of being that employee. Yeah, and I think that there's this misperception that there's this like status hierarchy of, oh, if you're just an employee. But a lot of people are very well wired to work within a system and in a structure like that. And so if you don't like a lot of pivot, if you don't like to be worrying all the time, or if you don't like to play with numbers all day long, trying to figure out the budget and the finances, things like that, if you don't like to manage a lot of people, and you naturally just don't love that. I've worked with very successful people that A, don't like to manage people and don't want to play in the numbers, just for a couple of examples. So it really is not about whether that's successful or not, but it's actually about whether it's a good match for you. And if you work well within a system, you understand your, your parameters, and also you're someone that likes maybe a little bit more predictability so that you can go and do the other things that you love and desire outside of work and not feeling like you have to cover for others and do all these kind of things, it can be a really, really strong and positive way for you to build your career. And um, and again, also just enjoy what you do. And especially like if you just wanna train people, what a great position to do that. And I even think if you're you're more wired to be an owner, starting off as that employee, so you can really learn how to be a good personal trainer is a good first step. Because there's a lot more to learn when you go to the business side, where we're talking marketing, we're talking sales, we're talking systems, we're talking hiring, we're talking firing, there's like all these different things. But at first you need to be a good trainer, to even to, to run a good facility. And so if you have that time that you can focus on that, it, and we'll get into a little bit of this more later, is just having those different stages. Yeah, and I think that's a great point too, because it's also when you manage people, you have to have an understanding of their experience because if you're gonna connect with them, do it well, you wanna retain employees, things like that. So being an employee at any stage is, is going to be really helpful. You and I have been to conferences where we've seen owners 
in, you know, certain sessions and they're talking about managing people or their bottom line or things like that. And it is clear they have never really, never personal trained. They just bought a facility or bought into a franchise. And even in the way that they ask the questions and things like that, you can hear the disconnect. So having that experience as an employee, regardless of where you go next, I think is just really fundamental to any next step that you want to take. Yeah, so if we, we jump over to the cons of being an employee, I would say that the, the two biggest ones, one, it's, it's a lack of control. So the, the beauty of being the owner is like, if you wanna change a system, if you wanna be like, okay, we're gonna wear hats or we're gonna change our uniforms or we're gonna have a different system, like as the owner, you get to make the decision. As an employee, you just kind of, kind of take whatever is kind of set in place. The second one is you're gonna be limited on how much money you can actually make. In the sense of, you, don't get me wrong, you can make a ton of money as an employee. You can make a lot of money, but there's still gonna be a ceiling that if you run an extremely successful gym or business, which is gonna be a very tiny percent of the people out there, you have the potential to make more. But at the same time, that same gym owner could not make any money that month. And you as a trainer are like, well, I get paid first because I'm the employee. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, one of the other cons, and again, part of this is thinking ahead or looking at where you're working. And so it doesn't always, it's just not unique to being an employee only. But if a gym is run a certain way, and let's say you start as an employee at 22, 23 years old, whatever it is, and that system works really well for you at that age, but then at some point, maybe you get married, you have kiddos, things like that, and that that certain schedule or the weekend work or other things that you have to do as an employee that was not a big deal when you were 22, 23, now might um, impact your lifestyle and the, yep. the goals you have. And so I think that can be another con. And I put that as more to recognizing the different seasons and then figuring out whether you need to no longer be an employee or if you need to be an employee at a different place that runs differently. Yeah, and, and that's a good point too, because when we talk about being an employee, like this, the, the standards and the pay and the leadership can be extremely different from place to place. So just because you're at one place and it's not really the way that you want it, doesn't mean it's just because you're not the owner and you're an employee. It could be just the business ran. Because I worked for a couple of different places before I opened my own place, and they just didn't really have uh, good systems, good leadership, just good overall model. And so really finding that, that right one can be a, a good fit for you for a long period of time. So moving on to the, the next one, the independent contractor. And so typically how I see this is ran is, is there's, there's someone that owns the facility, not you. You are the independent contractor is basically just paying to rent the space. So the pros of this one and the cons of this one, you kind of get in between this employee and this owner. Now you, you get a lot more leniency in like, you know, what you're doing, the hours you work. There's, there's not this control over you. But you also kind of have some of the cons and you have to do more work. You have more responsibility. And there could be times where if you're just paying rent and you don't have enough clients coming in, you might not be making any money that that month. Yeah. And and I haven't met anyone that says, I don't like having control over my day or my world. And and so this sounds so attractive, like the more control. We as humans, we're, we're wired to constantly want that. We want autonomy. We want those things. But we're also highly wired to be part of tribes and be connected. And so keep that in mind to how you function and how you feel on that. The con and one of the, the biggest um, rubs that I see for independent contractors is you have to be organized and you have to be disciplined because you are not um, beholden to anyone else. If you're renting, 
you're renting, if you move your clients around, push them off, tell them you're sick and you can't come in, whatever, that's really easy to do. But the problem is the consequences become significant, right? Clients stop trusting you. You might have retention issues. Your pay doesn't look so good at the end of those next month or so because you've been shifting things around. So you really have to have some, some natural discipline. And the big thing is organizing, looking even um, how you put your calendar together. Because people say, well, I'm good. I put everything in my calendar and I know where it is. But you have all these gaps because you didn't think ahead and try to see if that client could back to back with this one. So you're not having no time to run errands or things like that because you've got the Swiss cheese schedule. So I think that that's a big one. And as well as holding yourself to a certain standard, how are you dressing? How are, and we've done this with, you know, um, being brilliant at the basics. How are you presenting yourself and what image are you um, conveying? And are you naturally good at that? Or do you kind of tend to slack on that? So it just tends to, you have to hold yourself accountable because others aren't going to. Yeah. And we talked a bit about this, about the cons of this, but like you, you're more likely going to have to do your own marketing. You're going to have to do your own sales. You're going to have to do your own schedule. You're going to have to do your own collections. You're going to have to do all these different things. So you're not really getting the support. So you, you get a little bit more control, but you lose a lot of support with that. And I've been in training in these gyms where they just have the independent contractors. And it's kind of a hodgepodge of like people in there too. Like there's no uniform in the sense of like, is that person a trainer? Is that person working out? And like, yeah. why is that person just wearing a sports bra? Or it's like, you know, like, it's yeah. just all this kind of like randomness in there. And so you got to deal with that too, of like no set standard. So if you're a person that like holds yourself to a high standard of like, I'm, I got in this career because I really want to help people. And there's just other um, random independent contractors and they might be doing something you're like, I just don't think that's safe or smart to do with that person. And then you have to have to deal with that too, which is definitely frustrating for someone that likes to hold high standards. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So it's that reputation. What are you associated with? You know, I always talk about that a lot is who you associate with the people you spend your time with. Right. So that can be super frustrating. So again, you know, the positive is you can um, go after whatever professional education you want. You can control your schedule. You can maybe control what kind of clients you're serving, yep. depending on your market. And if you've got a big enough um, numbers there to, to parcel out that way. But again, the con is that there's the places in one way that you have control over, there's other things that you don't, which is who you're surrounding yourself by, or even how the place that you're paying rent at is running their business. Yep. So you go in one day and all of a sudden it's starting to look dirty, yucky, nobody's keeping it, where when you started paying rent six months ago, the place looked great. You don't have as much control over that unless you want to add a 30 minutes to clean it up before you... Your client shows up. Nobody wants a yucky gym. Nobody wants a yucky gym. Okay, moving on to the holy grail. Would that be, would that work? Sure. That work? In your opinion. The holy, the holy grail, grail. <laughs> of, of being a personal trainer is owning your own facility. This is what we all strive to be. But well, we'll start with the pros. Pros, there's, there's no ceiling. There's unlimited potential for growth. Same time, there's rock bottom. And if you look at the stats on this, and they're all over the place, I was trying to find one that was somewhat legit when I was preparing for this. But it's like, you know, 50% of businesses don't make it past the three-year mark. And if you look at the fitness space and some of the conferences, they're gonna say much, much higher numbers of that for gym owners. Yeah. So the odds are you're not gonna make it as a gym owner. Now, whenever everybody hears that, they're like, yeah, they're talking about the person next to me. They're not talking about me because it's like, I'm good at what I do and I'm successful and all these things. But the, the odds are you, you're not gonna make it as a gym owner just by pure statistics. And so the, the uh, yeah, we were talking about pros, right? Um, so, <laughs> you're selling it really well. Well, just like, um, and, and I like to be very clear with this because like my first year into the business, my partner and I both put in 20K 
we paid ourselves 20K that year. So we worked a full year without making really any money. And so I love being a gym owner, but the, the, the work, the time, the sacrifice, and, and every year I see a gym open and I see a gym close. And so there's just a lot of heartbreak with that. And so although we're at a good spot right now, being 13 years into it, like it's a, for most people, it's a rough go. And so even though there's a lot of potential, um, if things are running smooth, so you can like, okay, well, I'm on vacation and there's still money coming in. That's a great thing, but it takes a lot of years to get there and the, the chances of people getting there are thin. Yeah, and so that brings up, again, some personality traits, right? What is your risk tolerance? Anytime anyone owns a, a business, you have to have a higher risk tolerance. You have to understand, as you pointed out, it can be super high and it can be super low, and it's not a linear trajectory. It can be like low, 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 and then maybe it'll pop up, or it's high and then down and up. And, and even with the pandemic, I mean, talk about an impact on business owners across the board. There's things that you can't predict. So what's your risk tolerance? Again, do you like managing people? And I, it's not to say that every gym owner has to do all the managing. You can hire um, a, a manager for the uh, trainers or just in general. But again, that costs more money and you've got to have a certain amount of scale there to be able to yeah. do that. And you've got to be able to trust them. And so again, to what degree can you do that? How well do you pivot? Because again, if you own the place and one of your trainers is out for a week with COVID, with something, who's covering those clients? Because if, if you're not chipping in and covering it, right, then you might lose those clients and then you're losing you know, money and so on and so forth. So really understanding that about yourself, do you like being interrupted? If you go on vacation, are you okay with having to take some calls, having to troubleshoot, having to check the bank accounts and move stuff around and keep track of all of those things? And if those things are like, no, 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 I don't wanna do that, then this really might not be the thing for you because a lot of people go into these things thinking, oh, well, I can do it for a year or two. And yeah, some people can. But when I end up talking to them, they're highly stressed, they're agitated, it's impacting their personal lives. So again, I think it's a great um, route, but how are you naturally wired and how do you want to live? And what you're seeing on social media um, is just not, it, it's such a small percentage and it's cherry picking the best. And so kind of really going back and forth on those types of issues. Now, part of the problem with this conversation is there's, there's a lot of nuances with that. And, and this is something that we could talk all day about. And it's really kind of getting down to the, the specifics of like, what do you want? And this is something you should break down. Like, ideally, how much money are you making on a yearly basis? Ideally, you know, what is your life um, balance, your life? Your work life? Your work life ratio is like we like to say. Yeah. Is what... You know, what does your day look like in the sense of hours working? Like if you can break that down and then it kind of better fit of like, okay, maybe I want to be an employee. Maybe I want to be an independent contractor, or maybe I just want to be a like solopreneur. Like I just want to be an online so I don't have to manage people. And so that's where the nuances this is because you can be technically be an owner and not have to manage anybody because yep. you can just be a one man show. Pros and cons of that. You're still, you're still going to be limited on how big you can actually get because scale of that is, is tough if you actually seeing individual people. And then breaking down personalities of like, okay, are you best suited for online? Are you best suited for in-person? Are you best suited for just training people on the floor? Are you best suited for just like 360 wellness coaching? Like, there's a lot of nuances with this. So even if you are in, um, in that employee spot right now and the goal is to get to more of that, that owner one, 
One, I would focus on being a really good trainer at first. Learn the exercise science, learn the nutrition science, learn the behavior science. Be really good at that first. And then you can start learning more of the business side. You can start learning marketing, sales, management. Because we've had this in the past where uh, my partner and I, we've had trainers and they, they, they were trainers for five, six years. And like, well, I want to be an owner. I'm like, okay, yeah. what ownership qualities do you have? Well, I've just worked here for five years. So there's, just, there's still just trainers and that capabilities and, and they're good employees, but they haven't learned any of these more higher level skills. Or, or they're telling you, I don't like sales. You know, They've told you that all along. You're just like, okay, but you're going to own the place, but how are you going to get clients and things like that? They let you know some things that they don't like you know, coming in as employees. And you're like, unless that's changed. Yeah. So back to the pros of this, the, the, the growth is massive. Um, I know guys that have opened multiple facilities. I know guys that aren't even in their facility anymore. They have management. They've done so well. But for every one of those, I know another 10 that haven't made it. So the upside's really high. The, the downside is equally as low. And so when you, when you think about this and, and taking a lot of Dr. J said of like figuring out your personality, figuring out your risk tolerance, figuring out what your ideal situation look like, because really all of these could work for the right person. Yeah, and, and my thinking too is if you're not sure or as the seasons in your life change, you may try some of these or say I'm an employee now, I'm going to try to be an independent contractor or uh, maybe an owner. But a couple of things. A, let it be in the back of your mind that you're exploring this. If you really want to explore it, sometimes the way to fully know is to be in it. But also don't leave the field just because that doesn't work out. Yeah. There's not a, um, oh, if you didn't make it as an owner, you aren't a great trainer, you don't have a lot of impact to give people. Because that's the other thing that we worry about is that people leave this field because they didn't hit this certain like hierarchy or status mark. And it's really about making an impact on people. The other thing, too, to think about is really pay attention, find some successful businesses, and really pay attention to how they're set up, but also who's working there. Because one of the things that I think very much contributes to the success that you and your partner have had with your facility is the, the complement of personalities that the two of you have, the strengths that you have. Um, support um, your partners and vice versa, you know, his strengths really help some of the areas that you're just not going to be as attentive or interested in doing. And so who you pick as a partner if you're going to do one. And again, and I say this because I hear a lot of people give business advice, go, don't ever go in with a partner. It won't work out. You know, things go bad. They do when you pick people that are exactly like you because you guys get along and you just want to hang out and this sounds like a great idea. But typically for a really effective business partnerships to work, there has to be a variant in personality so that you can complement each other and divide the effort. And then a partnership can be really amazing and strong. So just a couple things to think about. And then like I mentioned before, what season in your life are you in now? And being thinking about as things change in your life and the way that you live it, what else would you need? And it's not necessarily shifting from one of these roles to another, but it might just be shifting the environment and that you're working on, which could be shifting the role as well. Absolutely. So we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Leave in the comments. Are you an employee? Are you an independent contractor? Are you a gym owner? What are the pros? What are the cons? Where are you at? We want to hear from you. Till next time.